Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 140 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm Julian Gill, and I'm not your host today. Ken is. Take it over, Ken. Yeah, I'm your host today, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll just say welcome back to uh, Julian, Lonnie, and Mark from the Rockin' Pod Expo. I'm sure they, and we're going to hear a lot about it today on this episode. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, so we have, again, Julian, who is the admin on the board, Lonnie, who's St. Louis Kiss on the board, and Mark Anthony K, who's Marcus Almighty. So... I, I guess, firstly, is there any news before we get into this? Uh, I have something have... quick. Yeah. And I really quickly, just indulge me for a minute. I'm going to count to 60. Fox <laughs> attack in. Oh. oh, they're here. Ooh, that's it. Nice. nice. It's Very the cool. final uh, copy of Project Gemini. And it, awesome. it is here. It's shiny. It's obviously been uh, pr- sticker and all. Freshly, yep. sh- French, freshly shrink back by Gore. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the uh, signing and the number on the back. I just go through really quickly. Just I'm going to do a whole other video for this. Just but just for those oh, who sure. are interested, uh, inside you get the lyric sheet. Cool. Two sided. Nice. All right. And as I promised, the first 50 people got the poster. Awesome. Right? And, as I promised as well, no crappy paper sleeves. This is the nice anti-static sleeve. And inside, your Uh, blue vinyl. Holy crap, that looks good. That's cool. Very cool. And on the back side here has... Oh, uh, I like that. Very nice. That's an awesome label. Well, yeah. well done, Mark. That looks fantastic. Professional, definitely. Thank you, guys. So, I just wanted to just really quickly put that just up here, just for because I know some people on the border who watch were asking about it. So, just really quickly, I just wanted to show that it's here, and I will be putting up a Project Gemini update very shortly about what's going to be happening from here. So, just so you guys could get a quick look at it, and then you can get more of the info on the update. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, any other news? Anyone hear anything in the Kiss world? I I haven't heard anything. Um, I, I've I've heard lots of things. I just can't talk about any of them. Which oh, oh come on. Oh. The deep tease. Thanks a lot, Julian. That's which, which, that's great. Let me let me put it this way. Good news. Yeah, I think people are gonna like it. So uh, you you just have to wait and find out. Um, other than that, I. I do have a little bit of news as well. The third volume of my On Tour series, uh, which is basically an updated edition of 1998 to 2016 now, um, is uh, with the publisher. So that's going to be out imminently. 
it, it takes out all the non-Kiss shit, and, uh, all the Ace Frehley solo stuff, Falls 2006, and adds in all the reviews that I could find uh, from a lot of those tours. So uh, substantially different than the previous 1998 to 2014 version, and it's got a cover that kind of matches up with the most recent one, so the hardback should be out on the 15th. So uh, take it over, Ken. It's okay. all, oh, hold on. It's also okay. kind of like Christmas Eve night because we're supposed to get that video message from Vinny tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I yes. forgot about that. Oh, that's right. What are we forgetting that for? Right. Yeah. So, it's like Christmas good. Eve. Good one, Lonnie. Good one. <laughs> I, I hope it's night. a good Christmas day. I hope Santa Claus is Be up right. all night dreaming of Vinny. <laughs> oh, by the way, Julian, is one of those things we can't talk about, the thing that that guy was talking to us at the table about, that we kind of looked at each other and said, did I just hear that correctly? That's one of the cool things, but uh, no, something else. We're talking in code okay. right now. Yeah. I must have been I'm, back at the hotel. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> secret handshake. All right. Maybe I can get Mark to tell me offline. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you after the show. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. No big deal. All right. So uh, let's get into this week's topic, which is about last weekend's um, Rock and Pod Expo out in Nashville. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there, um, but uh, if it happens again next year, um, I'm sure I'll go to the next one. I don't want to miss that. Um, so there it is. The, that's the program, right? Official program. Yeah, so, that is. Nice. Looks really good as well. Great job, yeah, Chris. Yeah, very well done. Cool. So let's get into it. Uh, oh, hang on. I'll be right back. Keep going. Okay. Uh, let's get into it. Um, so I have questions uh, about the whole experience, and I know uh, um, Alex, who's also you know part of our group and appeared on many uh, podcasts, has questions too that he put up. Um, I'll start off with um, you know the the whole beginning part of it. Um, maybe just a background on when you first heard about it was going to happen and your thought or your involvement with it you know julian yeah i honestly i i don't remember i mean i heard about it very early on obviously uh, being invited to participate um you know a major amount of kudos love um respect has to be sent out to chris sinzak of the uh decibel geek podcast for mm you know really running with the idea i think it was bj cramp who came up with it um and chris really ran with it and developed it from a dream into reality and i I don't want to talk about any particular role i may have played in the background because there were an awful lot of people who did um Mm. things to help bring this whole dream to fruition i you know i didn't do anything major um you know I, i helped where i could as have many other people so Chris was really the one in Nashville carrying the load. Um, You know, it started out as an idea of getting all these podcasts together in the same place to kind of cross-pollinate between them and interview people and do shows live from a venue, get an opportunity to meet one another, um, have guests, and it kind of grew and scaled from there. And all I can say from that is from birth... Uh, from conception to birth um, it really lived up to all my hopes and expectations cool cool Lonnie you want to have any yeah I mean it was I found I guess 
as soon as Julian mentioned it one time, you know, I, I was really intrigued by the idea of of meet not only meeting, you know, potentially meeting Julian and and some of you guys that have, that have done the show with us over the last couple of years, but also, you know, to to actually see some of those other fellow podcasters that that share the same passion that you do, whether it be taking time out of your week every week to to do a podcast about about Kiss or about Van Halen or Cheap Trick or just metal in 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 general just to to be with people who have that same common bond and that same passion that you have um i really took to the idea to, to the idea right away and you know what i i do this show with these guys every week and if, if we could you know hook up and and meet face to face you know let, let's do it let's go for it so i was intrigued by it right away and 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 chris did a great job organizing the whole event it was for for being the first time that that one of these events has been put on, it was very well structured. It, you know, there, there was no podcasters or anybody walking around bitching or complaining or anything like mm-hmm. that. It it really was a a feeling of camaraderie amongst everyone, and no one was in competition with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody it was it was a level playing field, and it was it was a great time. And you know, I'm I'm very thankful that I went and also had the chance to go. Awesome. Well. Hopefully I'll get to meet you, Lonnie, finally, maybe in Atlanta. Atlanta. In January. So Vinny. I'm gonna be there. So definitely. Uh, Mark, your thoughts. Yeah, well, I mean, pretty much echoing the same that the guy said. I mean, it was a fantastic time. The main thing that I was looking forward to is meeting the people I've been doing the podcast with for all this time. I mean, that's essentially the main reason why I wanted to go because, you know, I've spend so much time with them they become like family you guys now to me so um you know you were missed dearly ken we really wish that you would have been there with us and uh you know we're keeping our fingers crossed that there will be a part two another convention and that you will be with us there so um and i think that we had a forest chair there and for you in spirit there with us so um <laughs> but in any case uh, i think that it was really well really well done like like Lonnie said, there was no complaining by anybody. Everybody was in high spirits. Just seeing some of these people meeting for the first time couldn't help but bring a slight tear to your eye when you saw people like, you know, Ken Mills and Gary meeting the very first time or something. It was an unbelievable moment, you know, to see some of these things. But, you know, it it was it was fantastic. And like like Julian said, for it being the first time, so many things could have went wrong. And there was really, I couldn't see anything wrong. Everything went really smoothly. Lots of people there were happy. People left happy. You know, it was, there was good spirits were all around. So I have nothing but good things to say. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, okay, let's get into some of the questions. Uh, I guess one of my first ones, uh, this is not uh, the kiss room. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my questions is, uh, were there any meetups? before like the day or two before did you hang out or do anything before the day it happened on saturday well anybody yeah so so mark and i got into nashville on thursday thursday afternoon and with all the drama that happened with my baggage my car rental and all that crap um (laughs) that that killed a a pretty good chunk of the evening so we kind of get to the hotel go just take care of getting settled in and uh, grab some dinner um, so yeah, our, our, our first meetup was just Mark and me, you know, getting to, you know, know one another in person, um, with some very lovely country music in the restaurant, y'all. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, right yeah. in front of the freaking guitar as well. You know, a single guy. <laughs> you know, come on, it's Nashville. It's it's uh, country music, and you know they're they're either they're wearing cowboy hats or I, the retirees wearing izods and tucked into their shorts and. You know, for for what it was, you're experiencing a, a different culture. So that you know, that first night there was nothing. Second night, um, mm-hmm. now it gets interesting. Mark. Yeah, well, uh, on Friday they had the uh, the pre-convention kind of get together at the Cobra, where they had those bands playing, like Desolation Angels, and there was a few other ones that played there. And already, already it was like that was one of the highlight moments of the evening because when we got there you know it's it was it was a good time you know you got to hear a really cool band and we got to see two people who were associated with kiss uh one of them being the guitar player who wrote with gene i believe and the guys and uh, the drummer who played in blackjack if i'm not mistaken so uh interesting kiss connections right there and uh you know, it was great to go to see it because then I'm pretty sure a few people in there made connections with those people for maybe further uh, podcasting in the future. So, again, you had this kind of great dynamic where not only were we entertained, but we also were able to network a bit as well, right? So uh, that was a really good thing. And uh, even before that, I'm not sure if, lo- if uh, Julian wants to talk about the meeting of the podcasters that they came in earlier in the day. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, okay. But just just to follow on from your your kind of uh, evaluation, you know, uh, at the Cobra, the the pre-show party was really cool. Um, I was beat, so I wasn't going to be staying there for the whole thing. I stayed for you know, Desolation Nation, Desolation Angels, uh, you know, Bad Company set, which is absolutely fantastic, though really, really, really loud. Scott Van Zandt, guitarist, absolutely fantastic guitarist, and I was wearing my. Uh, my solo album uh, book t-shirt and their lead singer grabbed him and said, Hey, this guy's obviously a Kiss fan. I'm like, hell yeah, Scott Van Zandt. I want to get you on the show and, uh, you know, interview you and stuff. And, you know, we just exchanged details and got his card and, and whatnot. But Sandy Gennaro, 66 years old and banging the fuck out of the drums. He was simple, simple kit, but more is less what he did with it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the guy is still a monster, and he was always a very talented drummer. Still is, even on a small stage in a club playing a cover set. You know, extremely good, entertaining set. And then after that, bailed out. You know, I wanted a cup of tea, and you know, we knew the the next. It was all. It's going to be all about the expo day itself. So. Um, oh, and another thing too. Sorry to cut you off there, but before <laughs> all this happened, we had a great dinner, right? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> L- L- <laughs> right. Lonnie, Lonnie was there. Well, there was a good. I was there. Yeah, that's where we. Uh, yeah, we so actually Lonnie, met. That's what, where did that's you where get? Met Lonnie. I got Lonnie. in Friday afternoon. We drove down. We left around. I don't know. We left around ten o'clock or so. It's the ground four or five hours to get down there. It wasn't too bad. It's an easy drive. Mm-hmm. Um, got there, checked in. Everything was great. You know, getting checked in. It was no. And I was kind of, you know, because I didn't make the reservations, but, you know, like I said, the people who were in charge of this did a fantastic job as far as hotel room bookings and the venue itself. We checked in, no problem, you know, you know yes, sir, we had you right here. That's fantastic, you know. Um, went on a beer run when I got there and um, 
disappeared for a little while. I told Julian I was there, and then I disappeared because I had to go on a beer run when I got there. And then we met up at the at the restaurant and had dinner. And, you know, Julian and Mark are already there. You know, my wife and I walked in. You know, there they are sitting there. You know, I came up to them. You know, hey, what's going on? You know, just, you know, the first time meeting, but, you know, first time meeting in person, but it's like we're old friends at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it, it was fantastic to meet these guests in face-to-face for the first time. And, and yeah. And that's what it was like. It was like meeting, you know, whether it was Lonnie coming in over your shoulder, hey, man, how you doing? You know, shake hands. It's like I've known you for years mm-hmm. and, and not just known you online because we interact. Same with Mark at the airport. It's like I saw him come down the escalator. Like, hey, Mark, what's going on? You know? <laughs> and, and, right. And, yeah. A lot different than meeting someone that you just talk to on maybe social media. You know, you it, know, now and then. Mm-hmm. And so, we were more of a relationship with each other. Yeah, you know, it was almost blasé in some ways. Whereas, uh, you know, a few hours earlier at the uh, Opry Inn, um, you know, I, I meet Ken Mills for the first time, and it's just freaking hug. You know, someone mm-hmm. so special like that. It's just like a, a spark there f- for a minute, and we're hanging out in the in the lobby, and you can see this online. And Ken talked about it, uh, you know, quite a bit yesterday in his podcast episode. Him meeting Gary for the first time. We're just sitting down in the lobby. I've I've met Ken and BJ, um, Michael Butler, um, Greg Renoff. Mark was there as well, and and Christina, uh, Christine Carlson Wolf, uh, the Button Queen. Uh, yeah. We'd all met and we're just kind of waiting there, and it's like, okay, Gary's coming. Gary's coming. Gary Schaller, and Gary meets Ken for the first time. And they've done so much together over the years online. And it was just an insanely emotional and wonderful moment to see those two guys meet and just gigantic hugs. And then, of course, I haven't seen Gary since um, I, I thought it was the Ace thing like nine years ago. But he reminded me that uh, it was the JCC for Paul Stanley's uh, book, you know, just all, all that kind of meeting people, meeting Greg Renoff in the you know, Van Halen Rising fantastic book fantastic author it was just yeah. all of these over and over and then we're at edley's you know and it was good barbecue there and we're meeting you know the guys from ages of rock matt porter um i can't remember yeah. if that's where i first met matt or whether it was at, at the restaurant but certainly there sunny um joe polo who i'd met in new york but you know it, it was just a fantastic it was like one after another after another it's like you turn around you're meeting someone you've known online or know of online over and over again it was like groundhog day in an absolutely amazing <laughs> and an emotional way i mean just to be you know meeting matt porter listen to the kiss room a lot and uh, you know to hear the voice that goes with the face and you know in person yeah. was just was really cool well that sounds like you could, you could have almost you know just done that friday and and forgot about the rest of it almost because <laughs> just just that alone was a cool thing in in seeing everybody and meeting everybody or most of the people uh i'm sure there was more the next day um yeah. which let's let's get into it a little bit for the the actual day of the expo um I guess what what was I, I, another question here is what was the setup like there? Um, you know, I saw, I've seen pictures. It looks I don't know how big of a room it was, but it looks looked a little tight to me. Um, but I, that could be my perspective of of seeing a picture or video. And and how does it compare? 
I know Julian, how's it compared to the size of, say, like, you know, the LA Kiss Expo room size kind of thing? Because that was a sound stage, which is probably a whole, whole hell of a lot bigger than uh, where you were at. But what was the, the sizing there? Did it did it seem like it was the size you thought it would be? or? Yeah, you know, it, it was about the size I was expecting. It was uh, probably half the size of uh, L.A., the soundstage. So, yeah, mm. it, it was tight. But considering, you know, what I was expecting in terms of I, I had no reference point for the, the venue was actually the uh, Music Valley Event Center, which was just across from the hotel that uh, Christ, um, Christine organized for everyone. So, you know, I was expecting kind of a hotel size event center. And it was exactly that sort of size. Plus, it had a proper okay. sound stage or, or stage-ish on one right. end. And, um, you know, it, it was Spartan. It was basic. It, 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 it wasn't fancy by any means. Um, was it adequate for the event? Um, well, um, yeah. It, it was perfectly fine. It, it was a decent. It was decent. One thing I, I'll, I'll tell you, my, my, my judging of a venue is in the restrooms was the toilet paper and the hand towels refreshed throughout the day yes they were that's a win that's that's a, <laughs> that's a good thing actually yeah uh i, I don't know what well, you have to compare it to lonnie or you know yeah i mean it was, it was it was a decent you, size you thought it would be yeah it's about it's, the venue is about what i thought it would be you know yeah. not not i mean really size wise just about what i thought it'd be not not any bigger not any smaller um I was surprised actually how many vendors were there as far as, you know, people, people with vinyl and, and things of that nature. You know, I was, uh, you know, well, how many people are really going to be there with vinyl? There were, there were quite a few vinyl de- dealers there, you know, with, mm-hmm. with some interesting stuff too. So it wasn't just run of the mill, you know, just regular vinyl. I mean, they had, they had some interesting pieces. So it was, I thought, I thought the vendors were good. I thought, um, uh, the setup was fine. Um, they had they had drinks there too, which was which didn't suck. Oh, <laughs> well, they have a what do you yeah. mean like a bar or? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was uh, good. I believe the owner I, uh, the owner oh. provided the catering, I believe, uh, the concessions, and and it was oh, nice. and it was basically just I think nachos and hot dogs. I think the hot dogs from were from about 1865, but they were you know, mm. th- they were cheap. And when when you needed something to eat instead of going across to one of the restaurants nearby and you didn't have time, they were perfectly adequate. And the beer was cold, and they had Yingling and Miller Light, and what the hell else do you need? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the setup was good. I mean, having gone to a couple of different conventions here in Toronto before, it was interesting to compare like a first time convention from some of the first time conventions I've went to. It was about the same. Decent size. Um, Yeah, sure. It could be maybe even a touch bigger, but I think it was just about the perfect size. I mean, considering that they brought Peter Chris's drum set and set it up in one spot and they had the Kiss coffin in one spot, there was like, you know, room enough for this plus 27 or so you know podcasters and plus they had a sound like a mixing uh, station like a with a mixing board and everything like an actual mixing area so there was a it was set up well i thought you know they had the table set up like in two rows facing Mm -hmm. out right so the backs were against each other from the podcasters right and uh you can go around that way easily and go to everybody and uh 
the vinyl dealers were more up against the back, against the windows on the outer side. Yeah. So it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, Everybody seemed to want to cooperate and help as far as electricity because that was always the big thing with everybody's laptops and recording equipment and stuff like that. So that was all kept nicely in the middle. So, of course, you have to keep your eyes down when you're walking so you didn't do a nice trip header over a cable or something, right? But other than that, it was perfect. There was nothing wrong with the actual walking area for the people there. And I thought it was really well organized. Cool. So on the, uh, and Lonnie meant, you know, touched on it, but the, the vendors, there was a good amount of, I guess all the vendors, they sold out all the vendors, or it was probably, yeah. uh, that was full. And uh, did any of you, <laughs> you know, get buy anything from the vendors? I did. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> I bought a Japanese pressing of King Crimson's Discipline. Okay, cool. I was... I haven't seen this anywhere here in my neck of the woods, so of course I had to jump on it, right? And, of course, continuing the King Crimson vein, I bought a Andy Summers and Robert Fripp Japanese pressing. Mm. So someone had a lot of Japanese stuff. There there was, yeah, well, the, guy, yeah, the, guy, the guy directly across from us had a ton of Japanese stuff. Wow. Yeah, okay. and lots of Kiss Japanese stuff too, right? So well, that makes but, sense, yeah. But, you know, I went in there with a fixed amount of money. I said, listen, I'm going to just bring this much, and that's all I'm spending. And you can ask Lonnie and them and Julian. I had to really sit on my hands a few times and not get back up and go and, you know, tempt myself with more vinyl. But those were two that I really wanted, so I got those. But there was lots of Kiss stuff there. There was lots of all kinds of records I went around. There was Bowie. There was all kinds of box sets that one guy had on the in one of his little sections there. So you could really get... A lot of stuff like blu-ray audio stuff they had as well and it was really really good selection cool yeah join did yeah. Lonnie get anything uh, you know it, I did not I, I was did, tempted but I was on my good behavior and I didn't get that, that and I had a, that and I had a watchful eye yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have a watchful eye, but I lost half my, I lost half my luggage, so I was limited by uh, not knowing how how much of my stuff was gonna fit in my luggage to get home. I, I walked oh, yeah. around and I checked out some of this stuff. You know, the, some of the Japanese stu- uh, kiss stuff right across from us was really cool. There was a, mm-hmm. a, a guy right next to him with a ton of R and B, Motown and doo wop and that sort of j- genre stuff, which I thought was fantastic. Great CDs. Uh, again, I was planning on going back later in the day and uh, you know maybe getting okay. a few things but you know i was just so distracted and over over the all yeah. over the place kind of mentally the only place i got back to regularly was the bar um w- which kind of suited me just fine but when they were ripping down at the end of the day i saw one guy putting some stuff away that it kind of got knocked behind i was like shit should have bought that but you know again i'm a seller not a buyer these days so it really took a little bit of self-control i was impressed by the diversity of what was on offer i know that uh you know, all the cds all the box sets um ken mentioned it on his show yesterday the guy selling magazines classic yes. magazines, yeah was some really nice ones was the big win and uh, you heard the podcasters all talking about that and uh, there being a little bit of a scramble over there to see what this guy had so <laughs> that, that, was, that was one of the really good things what i think chris did a great job in was getting good variety so it wasn't a kiss expo that's the important thing to remember that it, all these podcasts uh, that that were at this event are not all kiss oriented 
So sure. the the vendors reflected that value as well, which I thought was really good and well balanced um, for anyone coming in, no matter what genre you're into. I think there was a, a vendor there that covered some bases for you. Okay, cool, including yourself. Because you were selling, were you selling yes. some of your books? Julian was a vendor as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was selling. I was trying to sell my books, those which had not been destroyed by United. And you know, part part of the problem with going to an event. We're not going to get United to be a sponsor. Much <clears throat> yeah. No, <laughs> especially when they refuse my claim. Um, you oh, know, you, you go you go to these events, and I only really had what stock I had on hand. I didn't order anything special i had two giant monster orange copies of the whole on tour compendium which which i've been planning to give to gene and paul i actually wrote that on the inside this copy was intended for gene and this one was intended for paul uh but instead for the nashville um you know some books got damaged i had to mark down the prices and you know nashville is not la in terms of price point so you know i i shifted everything um you know i i sold Every single thing except for some of these uh, single chapter books because I didn't want to bring any of it back. I cut some deals. Um, you know, if someone was buying multiple copies, you know, here, we'll, we'll do a deal. And, and that's, that's just the way I work. So I had a great time, you know, selling. And it was fun. I had people who were checking out the books and saying, hey, I've already got this one. You know, nice job yeah, to, yeah, you, yeah. to you and Tim. So, Tim, if you're watching this, you know, your name was mentioned quite a bit. You don't have any copies of Odyssey? Oh, you know. So, yeah. I, yeah. I As a vendor as well as a podcasting booth, um, we did well. And you guys... You know, Lonnie and Mark know that because I disappeared at the beginning uh, for one of the uh, the opening events, and they were <laughs> yeah. Left. We earned our keep while you were gone. Yeah, they 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 sold most of the cool books before I even got a chance to. You oh know, really? Yeah. They pocketed yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're off to lunch. We're off to lunch <laughs> now, Jillian. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, what was the uh, you know the traffic like in there? So people that were coming in and, you know, not your group or the friends and family who were part of the expo, you know, crowd, uh, but the other people that, you know, actually came to attend, uh, were they more coming? Could you, could you tell whether they came from local or more local to Nashville or around the area or did, did you suspect or have anybody fly in from, you know, great distances I think we had, just to come. I think most were local. Yeah, but there were some that came in. I mean, I think it was a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. it and Like like in most conventions that I've ever been to, the attendance was in kind of waves. Like, there was like a whole mess yeah. of people that would come in at one point, and then they would have a little bit of a lull for a while. And all of a sudden, there'd be another huge wave of people again. And then, you know what I mean? It was like that yeah. throughout the day. But we had lots of people. I'm sure when it was me and Lonnie there for a while, there was a few people that were in from the Nashville area that came and talked to us. And uh, there was a couple of people that I talked to that were from, not from Nashville, but not maybe maybe like the state over, just had a bit of a drive to, right? So there was there was a lot of a uh, lot of regional people, of course, but there was there was some people from out of state too. Yeah, because of course two of our podcast participants, Joe. People's elbow, and yeah. a very early participant uh, Jay, Jay both yeah. came down from uh, Indy. 
So uh, Jay was coming down for the Raven show, which was going on that night in Nashville. But, you know, stopped by the expo to, to see us um, and to, you know, to experience it. So, I mean, that was fantastic. So both of you guys and everyone else who traveled in, thank, cool. thank you so much for making the effort to travel in and coming to this event and supporting it. Um, very much appreciated. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's get, you know, I'm going to get into some of uh, Alex's uh, questions. Uh, I don't want to take it all up. Okay. <laughs> my questions. Well, that, to, um, to answer the first one, no, there was not a Village People podcast present. Right. Yeah. He, no. <laughs> no, no the original policeman well, was not there. He can start a <laughs> Village People podcast, maybe. He could be the first. Uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So we kind of hit your expectations. But the hot construction worker was there. Wow, this. <laughs> he was a real construction worker, maybe. <laughs> um, so, I guess one of his questions was, uh, what do you what do you feel was the, he said, what do you feel was the good, you know, or good, real good, you know, the best parts of the whole expo itself. Well, like I said, I think the best part of the whole thing was meeting everybody that we met. I mean, that was that to me was the big point for me because I've listened to a lot of these podcasts for a long time. Like, I think I caught on to podcast on like episode eight. So that's a long way back when I first got into it. And, you know, I even told those guys and they were really touched by the whole thing that people were listening for that long back to it. So to me, the big point was meeting all the people that were there. And I had a, and one of the big surprises for me was one of the podcasts I listened to quite a lot is the double stop. It's called with Brian sword. And, uh, I talked to him there and we hit it off right away. And lo and behold, he's a Canadian. So I was totally in shock. And in fact, he lives in Ontario. So I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Like you, you live like not even that far from where I am. So of course the conversations were fast and flowing with me and him and, uh, you know, emails have already been sent back and forth. So, you know, I'm hoping to continue talk, talking with them. He's a really cool guy and a good bass player from the video I saw of the jams that they did that night. And, uh, you know, it's it's stuff like that that was really cool, you know. And one of the things that I, that I must stress was really, really good was I had some dynamite dinner conversations with not only Julian, but with Lonnie as well. We had a big talk about mm -hmm. St. Louis with me and Lonnie there talking about the city and avoiding the subway system at all costs there. Oh, talked about the, then, the great the area in which I work in. You guys hear sirens yeah. going on and worse and, than yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> and, I loved, and I loved talking to Julian about all kinds of music stuff. We had a lot of good conversations about the music business and stuff like that. And I really, really enjoyed those kinds of you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations I really loved having, you know. And uh, also in the morning, we had a great breakfast conversation with Gary Schaller. Now, that was something I thought was really awesome. So it's mo moments like that that I will say is a double thumbs up good from the convention. Yeah, that, that breakfast, the conversation was definitely better than the food at Shoney's. <laughs> <laughs> Should have told me you were going there. I would have warned you. <laughs> All right. Guys, I gotta step away. Believe it or not, so I'm gonna let you continue. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm putting the questions out there. Um, still, uh, I guess just I'll give you an, another question. Um, what would you like to see? 
you know, different. I don't know if that question is in the next one or in, the, in that one. What would if you know you like to see you know happen differently or set up differently? I guess while I step away, go ahead and Lottie. take it away. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was, it, it really was about what I expected. You know what I mean? I, I think it, it lived up to my expectations. I, I don't think I, I walked in the room that morning and felt like, oh, wow, this is it. Or, or I wish there was this, or I wish there was that. I, I, I think it really fell in line with what I thought the event would be. Um, it lived up to my expectations and the fact that I I think I I was really taken back by the camaraderie amongst the podcasters. That we're all we all do our own show every week. Everybody does their own show, whether it be every week, bi week, once a month, whatever. And we all talk I mean there were there were four or five KISS podcasts there and we all talk about the same thing, KISS. But like we were right behind Podcast Rock City and Jody Havnett was right behind us and 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 I've seen Jody at different events around town because he lives not not real real far from me. And he, I walked in. He goes, "Hey, Lonnie, what's up?" You know, and just started talking immediately about the Gene show that we saw a couple months ago and whatever. You know, he talks about, "Oh, I love you on the show." You you know you know this topic that you guys did a couple weeks weeks ago. And you know, we're all like, you know, we don't make any money off of this, but we're all in maybe in competition. For, with each other for for listeners because you know what i'm not out there listening to every kiss podcast every week and i know you guys aren't listening to every show either we're in competition with each other for listeners at the end of the day but we're but the camaraderie amongst each other i thought was i was really taken aback by that yeah and there there was no podcast that was too there was no podcast present that was too big for the moment or (laughs) too good to be there or, or, or that we're better than you because we've done this many episodes or we have this many average viewers per week. Everybody was on the same level playing field, as far as I was concerned, way there. And that was... And the, res- the respect for each other, I thought... I-, I wasn't expecting that, I can tell you that. And that was uh, so very evident from, you know, the moment that I got in for setup. You know, we, I got in at, what, 8 a.m.? Um, and people were already there. I, I just staked out where I, I thought we were supposed to be on the table. Started setting up. It's it's you know start bumping into people. Same you know guys I'd met in New York for the Peter thing. It's like hey man how you doing? You know it, it's like you know each other. Uh, you know uh, it, it was just you know this this was something special from the get go. What it was going to be. I, I said it that night. I said it's either going to be awesome or we're going to turn it from a disaster into a glorious disaster a fun disaster that if it doesn't work out as planned we're gonna the people who were there are so invested in it that we're gonna make it fun no matter what happens um but it didn't need that you know in trying to think about you know what we would have done differently i I don't want to think about any of that really you know it's it's about celebrating what was accomplished and what was done and how well it went i mean just turning around i mean the the podcast rock city guys ages of rock alan take getting to to meet him um you know getting to meet bj we had uh talk to to me on our other (laughs) side which which is cool and then uh what is it clock strikes uh 
10. Yeah, who I, I with, with Joey, you know, doing their stuff right behind us as well. So, I mean, it was just one thing after another. There was no ego tripping. There was no superiority complexes. We were talking about how we like to do our things, you know, different styles, different ways. People got some really cool freaking gear out for for what they're doing for their shows. You know, I, I said how we do ours, you know, which is as little work as possible because I'm a very lazy person. I just want to cut the beginning, cut the end, stick it in and go. And there are guys who are doing multi-track and Pro Tools and, you know, really dealing with the sound man who was going to be doing um, a lot of the their stuff so again it it was it was all about camaraderie and respect and um yeah opening up new relationships as mark you said you know that you're you you've got uh, a guy up in ontario now um and and you've you've got that well there were guys who i was talking to and i'm saying you know we're the sort of podcast that we believe in cross-pollination that anyone is welcome to come on our show and talk about topics that you know they want to talk about and i, I think it's good for the community uh, you know that you yeah. get you get someone like michael butler who's been doing this a very long time. You get the podcasts who've been doing this 10 years. You get Talking Metal, Decibel Geek, yeah. Cobras and Fire. Don't forget your jerk socks. Yeah, and I mean, don't forget... Yeah, and I mean, ta- Talking Metal, for example, is a pretty well-known and highly respected podcast, and those guys were really great. I mean, John John Astronomy and uh, Mark there... Mark. Uh, yeah, he was really, really cool guy. I mean, one of the guys who I've just talked to now recently as well. You know, we made some connections about my record now. So, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, there was, there was nothing I could think of that I would change on this because, in fact, it as far as exceeded what I thought it was going to be like. It was much better. So there was nothing I would change on this, to be quite honest with you. And talking about the the camaraderie like Lonnie was talking about I mean there were lots of times where people were you know in need of let's say duct tape or this or that or can you pass me this do you have anything like this to help me out with and people were going out of their way to help each other which was really great because I've been to some conventions before where people would purposefully say no I don't have any of that and they'd have it in their bag you know just because they were they tried to one-up somebody you know and there was none of that in this here there was so much great positive energy in there that you didn't even feel uncomfortable going out to people that have been in this business for so long, you know, and talk to them because you just felt like you could talk to them on the same level as everybody, you know? So, and that's, I thought that was really important. And I thought that was, that vibe was also important for people who were coming in as fans of the podcast and not feel intimidated to come up and talk to some of these people. Right. So I think that it all went off beautifully. I, I can say one of the, one of the highlights for me was, Mark and I were sitting there when Julian was on stage, and we had several people. It was right when the expo opened, and we had several people come up and they go, "You were, you guys are the reason I came here. I listen yeah. to your show every week, and the FAQ podcast is the reason why I'm here." I was, I was really taken back by that. I was yeah. like, you know, somebody said I listen to you guys every week, and I said, "You're the guy that listens to us every week." You're the only guy. That- <laughs> <laughs> really but but it it was it was very humbling that this guy that you know that that several people came to i listen to you guys every week and i look for i look forward to hearing your guys' show and hearing your perspective on whatever topic we're talking about that week it's i was really taken aback by it i I thought it was it was 
you know, something I wasn't expecting was to hear something like that. I hope you gave them a free so button. You. you get you gave I did. them you did. Okay. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I said, here, have a button. Good. Julian doesn't want to take all of these home. No, and, and, and that was <laughs> that was important to me because too much uh, or too often I am associated with the KISS FAQ and everyone else's name is drowned out of the conversation. It happened too often with the great projects that Tim headed up as news admin. you got to remember mm-hmm. that he did so much for the website before we ever did the uh, the solo album project or the Novelder project. Those were Tim's babies. And too often people would talk and say, Julian this, Julian that, and forget Tim. So I, I was really pleased, whether it was January in LA and Tim got to be there and participate in this sort of thing, or you guys getting to be there and get some of the love and appreciation. And thank God it was we love your show, rather than your <laughs> the other I way. You guys suck. Rather, you guys suck. Rather than the other way around. You're wasting your time. And I and I missed that first part of the the doors opening because yeah, I, I was you know I'd forgotten that I I had uh, agreed to do that and I was like oh crap because you know the Julian first, was important he was on stage the the doors opening <laughs> you want to be a part of that and so you guys got that all to yourself so fantastic it was really cool awesome. So we so where did you guys live? Yeah, we we kind of <laughs> skipped through the uh, different people list. did ask where you were, Ken. You were not did forgotten. You were not forgotten. Oh, okay. go, Where's the voice of reason? <laughs> what are you two schleppers doing here? Where's Ken? <laughs> uh, did you go over uh, what were you excited or who were you excited to meet the, nope. the most in person? That's the next question. Um, and plus, uh, as part of that, uh, you know, some the excited to meet like you know it could be even another podcaster or it could be you know like mark slaughter for instance or any of those guys musicians or producers that came in yeah well i mean for me i wanted to meet ken mills obviously and uh, i wanted to meet uh matt porter obviously as well because i mean i've been listening to their stuff for quite a while like i said earlier i did want to meet up with brian sword from double stop because i did listen to that podcast quite a bit and he had some really good guests and i thanked him personally for bringing on like dave whitman who engineered dress to kill and all these records on his show was one of the best episodes of his podcast i've ever heard and just recently he had steve thompson on who did mixed uh, all the guns and roses records so that was a really great interview i think lonnie would really love that one you mm-hmm. went into great de- great detail about doing the guns and roses records so <clears throat> that was one thing that I was uh, very happy about. And it's ironic, though, that you met, you mentioned Mark Slaughter, because I'm not sure if you saw the picture that I had of me and him together there. But I did actually meet him, yeah, I and I did talk to him for a bit, because I did mention to him, ironically, that I really respected the guy, because his solo record he just put out now was a total do-it-himself affair, much like how I'm doing my thing. So I kind yeah. of mentioned that, you know, that I respect and know how much work you can go into doing a record on your own. And we had a little bit of a chat about that and, you know, about engineering and how much fun it is to do stuff when you're doing it by yourself, you know, and how much you have to kind of rely on yourself to do those things. But it was a, you know, it was, it was a short chat because, you know, lots of people want to see him there as well. But, you know, we had a good couple of minutes there and he was cool enough to sign the back of something I had there for uh, an autograph. And, uh, he took a couple pictures of me, and that was great because I've, you know, I've also listened to Slaughter from way back in the day. I was talking to Julian about that over dinner about how 
up all night, used to play at every single bar I used to go to to see concerts. Uh, they'd always put that on before the band would go on stage, and it was like, it was almost like a ritual. Like before the band goes on, up all night's gonna be on the video screen, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I've, I, I have Slaughter firmly etched in my brain throughout my teenage years. Didn't we agree oh. that uh, the Wildlife was the better album? Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a figment of that Coors Light I drank. I hope. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Lonnie, are, are you Julian? You know, who were you? You know, looking forward to me. I, 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 I think you all said Ken Mills, but yeah, uh, I think Ken Mills in that order. I think um, yeah. are are the highlights that I wanted to meet because, like Mark, I've been listening to uh, to both those guys for a long time before you know we started our show and. They're, in, you know, they're they're they were both very influential um, in what they do, and they bring their passion um, to their shows. And that's something, you know, that when I started doing this, I wanted to to bring in as well. So I, I was I was excited to meet them face to face. I had met Jody from and and D Rock from Podcast Rock City. I've met mm-hmm. them a few times, you know. So it was good to see them again. Um, yeah. But but Matt Porter and and Ken Mills for sure. Um, other than, other than, of course, Mark, Mark and Julian here. And I was also excited to meet, to meet Joe because I knew Joe was coming down. Julian had told me that, you know, a couple days prior that Joe was going to come down. So I was excited to meet another guy from the show. I was disappointed that when Jay came by, I had gone back to the hotel room briefly and I didn't get to meet him. So mm. I was disappointed I didn't get to meet, to meet Jay, but hopefully our, our paths will, will cross again. Yeah, and that was, you know, what kills me is I did not get an opportunity to do too many pictures uh, during any of this oh. because I was just so focused on living the event rather than documenting right. it. I, you know, Jay was there, and mm-hmm. it's like, shit, you're at the, I've already ripped down half the stand and didn't even get a picture with him. I, I mean, I, I feel real bad. His, one of his friends took uh, a picture of him talking to me, but that's not the same, man. Arm around shoulder, getting a shot. A guy who's been on the show and done a lot for the Kiss FAQ podcast. You know, Jay... You know, I apologize, and to everyone else as well, for not being one of those people who remembers to do photos with you. Um, but again, thank you so much for being there. Uh, it, it's just you kind of wrapped up in the minute, and yeah, and I had a few beers throughout the day. Um, that, that that's not to not to the point where it affected me, but uh, you know, I, I was living right then, just sucking yeah. in every moment rather than thinking, rather than having my my cameras also my phone was plugged into my credit card reader. So um, no excuses, okay. but you know, next time, and I hope there is a next time when I meet anyone, let's do some pictures because you know we we, we right, just right. did not do much who who was i most excited to meet you guys because when i met ken and we did the drive down to la we had such a fantastic time and it was just so mellow and chill that it's it's like you've known someone for years because you have known them for years but as i keep saying meeting people in the flesh and shaking hands um is just way cool i you know i like going offline and, you know, just to meet you guys and now to be able to do these shows that we've met in person, it feels more real mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, it, to have met everyone else. I don't want to pick favorites between the rest of the guys at the podcast sure. because there are yeah. so many cool people. I'm only going to say one person I was, you know, maybe that one percent more excited to meet. And that was Ken Mills. Ken has been an inspiration to me for many years. The way he comports.
comports himself online, the way he does his shows, the way he celebrates everything. Um, but it's also not just wearing a pair of permanent rose-tinted glasses. He has a laugh. He has a joy. He has so much about him that if we can just grab onto a little bit of what he gives the community it'll leave you smiling and when i was listening to the podcast last night while uh, doing my walk around the soccer fields i just had a shit-eating grin the whole time i i, I think <laughs> i posted that on facebook i was just smiling mm-hmm. and laughing people were looking at me like what the hell's the matter with that moron it's like um, i smile stop it <laughs> that that dude's creepy You're creeping me out there, there, are, there are children here but you know just just listening to the passion and the emotion in ken's voice when he did a show you know other than that again everyone who i met i have a great deal of respect for what you do how you do it and um you know i i can't pick a, a favorite but you know definitely meeting ken was just that little bit extra special yeah but i'll, yeah. But I'll say one thing though too just really quickly is that what these podcasts give back to us is is right there evident with what julian said i mean i was telling the guys from pods and sods uh, eric miller and i forget what the other gentleman's name is Craig but, Smith. um that's it craig smith that on the way down i was listening to an episode of theirs they were doing a focus on journeys uh i think it was frontiers i think it was uh, album and I, I was laughing on the plane and i got that same thing where somebody was just kind of looking at me wondering why the hell is this guy laughing so much because they were they were so good and they are so good when they do these kind of full album reviews you know and and, and jody too like i mean he had me on the you know podcast rock city a few times and when I met him, I was meeting like my long lost brother, you know, big hug, you know, because we were big gearheads and talk about guitar stuff and things like that. So we, it, it just felt like like your long lost cousin, and it was a really, it's really good. I mean, you like like Julian said, there are so many people that I had a great time with and we're looking forward to talking to. We could be here for four hours doing it, just like Podcast Rock City did. They put up a four hour Nashville Expo retrospective on their site, so. If you want to get a real glimpse at how it was, they have a four-hour episode on their podcast there. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, you could you we could be talking all day about all the people that we met, but you know, they, everybody had something to offer, and it was a great time. Um, that leads into another thing because uh, I, I noticed you know a few of them did podcasts you know there while they're there, so. Was there, you know, any thought to to doing a a podcast while you were there? No, not at all. No, you know what? I I had not planned to do anything live or try and tape anything at a venue. I just didn't think that would work with my gear, um, I, and I didn't want to lug all. You know, I have to bring my Mac and mics and all that. And you know, I just had to decide: do I want to try and make some money selling books, or do I want to bring the Mac and all the recording gear and not try and offset some of the costs of doing this? So I, I had no intention. I did bring the video camera, and I'd intended to try and shoot a bit more of. Uh, you know kind of footage talking to I, I only managed to ask mark the the few things and shoot some of the footage i never got around to lonnie and then it also didn't seem to kind of to work so um listening to the other guys trying to podcast with all the background noise i haven't listened to any of those episodes that they've done so i don't know how how well it worked out maybe they have better gear um than i do and better technical knowledge of how to do it under those sorts of uh circumstances but uh, 
you know, the guys who were doing the shows up on stage, I thought that was great. You know, you know, people get to watch that um, and kind of experience it live and in, te- in Technicolor, especially the drunken lullabies. Um, you mm. know, you know, very, very <coughs> cool. But for for the way we do it and the way I kind of do it, again, I'm 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 a naturally lazy person. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I got hopped on, uh, like to ask to go on the podcast Rock City when they were doing their. Uh, live recording. I heard, there. And, there. I heard it too. Yeah. yeah, and the problem with doing that, and they'll be the first ones to admit it, is that a lot of background noise, a lot of people talking yeah, around there, and and the other thing that happened a lot was you you'd be talking about a topic, and all of a sudden you know somebody just come in from the from out of nowhere like Way! and just start talking, right. and like hey it's Ken Mills, and all of a sudden like your ears get blown off because they're yelling in the microphone all of a sudden, right? <laughs> so it's like it's not the best technical kind of a uh, recording experience but i thought that for how it went i listened to most of that four-hour episode in my car and i think they salvaged quite a bit of good stuff off of it so you know hats off to them i mean how would from what i heard through my headphones i thought it was going to be a disaster but they seem to salvage it may not be pretty but it sure as hell was fun because i was uh doing doing one with uh i think it was bako i can't remember who it was behind me clocks clock strikes and um you know just doing some uh bumpers for the show after i did i picked my one song um and it was just like every time i'd start to say it there'd be some noise i loved it you know the atmosphere of trying to do it in in those circumstances i think it's really neat you know i i don't think you're going to get a a great quality sounding show out of it but i think it sure as hell going to have a lot of flavor yeah oh yeah it does and i listened like, like the one with mark was on uh, podcast rock city you know it's like yeah, like you said four hours and uh it was always it was all it was interesting the whole way through you know listen to it it was cool it just kind of went from subject to subject and enjoying uh seeing all the different people that stopped by and, and so it was cool to hear that now now julian you were on stage a couple of times um <laughs> the first time i think i want to say the first you were on a were you on a panel yeah or something yeah, like that? yeah yeah it was what, what happened in that panel it, it was kind of the opening ceremony the the opening okay. panel and um you know I, I was next i was next to joe and gary um i think dr fuck was up there as well um <laughs> You know, it, it was kind of, you know, why kiss and, you know, why podcasting? And, you know, it, I, if it shows up, if it got videoed, if it turns up, you know, I, I don't really recall. I, I think I, I just said something to the effect of, you know, how, how kiss really, as an immigrant, is that first really American pop culture thing I remember after moving to America. And, you know, then a little bit of my history as a fan, you know, getting into them in the 80s. Um, you know, I never wanted to do a podcast was, you know, basically what I said. Um, you know, when I was invited to be, to fill in on one, I I turned it down because I wasn't ready to. And then Daniel, who, you know, I, I, I hope they show it because Daniel gave you the shout out as the guy who really pushed to get a kiss FAQ podcast going. So, you know, it was, the panel was just kind of asking people those sorts of, uh, general questions and it was good fun. You know, I took a photo out from the stage and you get to see a bit more of the venue from that perspective. And, you know, I was honored to be invited to be a part of that. I know I saw the other video. Um, no, Jesus. there is a video of the, is it rip it out? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, after we've after the event was over, you know, we all ripped down, um, you know, we, we'd taken off to have some dinner and I, I got back and, um, you know, just kind of hung out. By that time, 
stone cold sober drinking water which is not the way i envisage <laughs> trying to attempt this but you know we had planned to do a a jam session and it was something that i was really looking forward to uh we knew what songs we were going to do but no one had played together before there was no rehearsal mm-hmm. there was really no sound check which really shows for me because i i had practiced my song uh an album key album speed and of course i i do play guitar and play along to it um which i didn't on stage so i i was all sorts of discombobulated they go in and it's higher i go in start high and i'm like i'm too high my voice is shot i'm you know i'm i can't i can't maintain this even so i like kick, bumping myself down into the second verse I, I finally get somewhere where i can actually sing but it was a blast it was something you know I, I was really looking forward to I was, you know, had a really cool group of guys on stage with me. BJ on rhythm, Gary Shallot, who absolutely knocked it out of the park on many songs on lead guitar. Um, who was playing bass? Uh, was it Alan? Brian. It was Brian's, Brian, Sword. Brian, Brian Sword on bass and the incredible uh, Lee McCormick on drums. Um, I, I just want to say one other thing. I'm going to punch in, rip it out at this at this point um so that everyone can i i I don't even remember i think this is uh from lee's girlfriends or partners uh video as well so uh if i've uh, miscontributed uh, or attributed who that video is from i do apologize in advance but um lee mccormick is a incredible musician he did a little bit of soundtrack on his guitar at the very beginning and he played two songs or he played many songs that night but you know he was messing around with some of uh bruce springsteen's glory days and i was like i actually like this song and you've heard me bitch and moan about my experience at a bruce springsteen show that i got so bored i actually went walking around the oracle arena in oakland which is one of the dumbest things you can do um he did (laughs) Right. He did an absolutely storming version of Badlands, which made me completely. I'm going to order a Springsteen's greatest hits from Amazon because he's made me say, I, I need to go back and reappraise my attitude against Bruce Springsteen. And that's one of my big takeaways from this. I mean, he was like Johnny Cash, a, you know, just chug a lug a lug a guitar. And I freaking loved it. That's a good one. I know, right? Are you doing it? Sorry, I got it all. Here we go. Every Bruce Springsteen song starts like this.
other you know really cool song performed that night was one i've never heard before in my life and that circle sky by the monkeys and ken mills on mm. bass um christine carlson wolf on on vocals with lee mccormick i believe and you know i've never heard that song and it was just such you know these are guys who've not played this together so all right are we ready for some monkeys all right one two one two three four just really really fun way to end uh, a really really fun day with a great bunch of people everyone you know lee was really kind of organizing next song is here's who's coming up if someone wasn't there to play something you know someone would fill in and they just rocked the freaking house so good fun i would love to do that part again anytime
That's awesome. Um, so, uh, if there's a next time, I mean, do you hope there's a next time for this? And then also, I mean, should it be in the same, you know, city or mm-hmm. what do you think? Thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I I have a vibe that it's going to happen again. And I think that it should stay there. I mean, Nashville is, you know, music city. Music, I mean, yeah. and I think it's, you know, one of the, as far as what, you know, just the whole vibe of it, I think that Nashville is well suited for it. I mean, never have I been to a city that had as much guitar artwork everywhere. Even the hotel rooms had like pictures of guitars and stuff like that. So it was a very musical city. And, it would, and I feel that it takes to this kind of stuff very strongly you know so i mean i know sorry to cut you off there lonnie but what's your thoughts no i, I think nashville is a, a a great location for it not only is it the music city but it's also centrally located mm-hmm. um you know kind of in the middle of the country not i mean it granted it's more east coast than than where ken and julian are but it's more i think it's you know with the east coast population being what it is i think i think it's a good i think it's a good spot it, there were people that drove tw- that drove 12 hours to be there that I was talking to, which yeah. I thought, you know, that that's dedication driving 12 hours yeah. to go to that. But I think I think Nashville is a good had a good vibe to it for for the event itself. I if if it happens again, I definitely foresee it being in the same city. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, also also speaking from a Canadian perspective, um, most people were very much boggled when I told them that I only had an hour and a half flight from Toronto to Nashville. Yeah, I was surprised about that too. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm not sure if that's because I took a, a CMJ 100 jet, which is a smaller type, you know, jet plane, which only has like two seats per side. It's a kind of a smaller jet. Mm-hmm. And this guy, because we were originally like late leaving, I'm not sure if he was just putting the pedal to the metal on this thing, because I was telling Julian that I distinctly Can you put remember, the pedal to the metal on an airplane? Oh, oh yeah. Like, put the throttle <laughs> down. Ah, like, uh, yes, the <laughs> throttle. Because, because I, 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 just, I don't, I just think, well, there is for braking, but anyway, that's another. I'm just, I'm just uh, being an asshole. And your rudder. I'm just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, they, uh, I distinctly remember at one point in a plane flight there that I felt like I was being pushed back in my seat a little more than I was in other flights. <laughs> like I seriously did. And, and he got there really, really quickly. And I mean, you know, it's not that long a flight, really, because I remember going to Florida. It only took two hours and a bit from Toronto, so it makes sense that it would only mean maybe an hour and a half flight. But it, you know, it's a direct flight, right? So, I, 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 if there's anybody else from Canada, from my area, who was thinking of going, you have a short flight, really. I mean, that's if that's not a bonus to go, then I don't know what is. Yeah, so I was getting pushed back in my seat on my flight too, but that was security. Mm. <laughs> stay, stay in your seat. Stay in your seat, sir. <laughs> no uh, more drinks. <laughs> yeah. I did, so, did not have a drink on the on the flight back. I mean, that was a that was a horrible flight anyway. So, God. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we got so, off we got off on time. It was just uh, it was a um, a Boeing airplane which meant that the backs of the seats all had those stupid little screens on showing commercials mm. all the time uh, and no one fucking turned them off it's like you're not watching it turn it the fuck off because you're trying to sleep boeing's not gonna be a sponsor on the show either now <laughs> i i hate boeing jets 
the airbus the airbus on the way out was way 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 better so so, so i guess uh, the other thing uh uh after it was all done at the end of the day do you guys have any more you know after after you know dinner you know dinner meetups or a party or whatever that evening after the show or you just kind of well, you, you call it. You you two cats had bailed out. Um, so yeah, sorry, Julian. So so after the uh, after the jam session ended, I you know what? I slunk off. I I was I was emotionally spent from the the whole day. I just wanted to get back to my room and have a cup of coffee. And you know, I I didn't want to be out all night. I didn't want to have touch any more beer. I, I didn't want to see any beer. I just wanted a, a coffee and and to relax. And you know, it, we were up pretty early the next day because we went out to uh yeah. to crack a barrel for breakfast. So yeah. Uh got to yeah. got to experience that and uh now I know why their biscuits are so good, Mark. Mm. Because remember, yeah. remember that box I brought back? Yeah. The last ingredient, artificial flavor. That's why they're so ah, good. Ah, yes. Ah. And I, there you I, go. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck. What artificial flavor do you put in biscuits? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know. Say. That's the secret of the the great taster. I mean, <laughs> as far as as far as me and Lonnie, I mean, we were there for a bit, but beforehand we went out for dinner, and uh, I think I had yeah, I think that's when I had the chicken salad there, and when we were watching. The uh, preparations there, or uh, the evening's activities, I started feeling a rumbling going on in my stomach, mm. and I was like, oh, I was no. like, uh oh, yeah, and I and I started noticing a bit of a gas buildup, and I thought rather than you know a bombing the whole building out <laughs> there, I figured oh, hey, right, that's enough. It may be well. It, it, it was it was just gas mainly, but I I had I had to get I had to get out of there, so I I figured it was go home. Yeah. I figured it was better to, you know, leave on a good uh, note, you know. So yeah. that's why I wasn't there. There you go. <laughs> all right. So anyway, anything, <laughs> no, anything. All right. Anything else on that we maybe didn't touch uh, or, la- you know, last, you know, to me, to me, this sounds like, the, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't there because of all the people I could, you know, met and just hanging out with, like, like you said, all the people meeting the people that you listen to on other podcasts, uh, you know, regularly and, and just, you know, meeting our own family here at the KISS FAQ um, is, a, you know, a great experience too. So anything else that, you know, thoughts or final thoughts on the whole experience of this and, uh, you know, are you ready to go next year? I, th- I think one of the one of the the other questions that uh, Alex had was, who 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 was your MVP? And you know what? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Chris Sinzak, without a doubt. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think also um, the the person who assisted with some of the you know the GoFundMe. You know, everyone who contributed to the GoFundMe is an MVP. You helped make this happen, and thank you very much. We appreciate all the support that you gave us. Everyone who gave, whether it was whatever to whatever, you know, it was a part of making this into reality. I think I'd also like to give another shout out to um, Christine Carlson Wolf, the Button Queen, 
for not only organizing buttons for a lot of us, and yeah, I have extras, so if you're a person who does want um, a button, shoot me a, a message, and we will try and get you one. Um, but she also organized the hotels for a lot of us, which was a really yeah, big help. that was fantastic. And, and organized a, a block. I know that some people had some problems at that hotel with their rooms being a bit musty and stinky. Um, I heard that. My room was fantastic. I didn't have any problems whatsoever. So in, in Nelson months, ha-ha. Um, you know, but thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> and to everyone else who played a part in making this, you know, happen. While Chris you know, had the weight of the world on his shoulders and is probably still exhaling from it. Um, a, a lot of people, you know, contributed, but, you know, Christine and Chris and the people who contributed to the GoFundMe or contributed services um, that, you know, haven't been mentioned. Thank you so much. And thank you for everyone who came out. You know, there were a lot of other podcast t-shirts in the house. Uh, one of the, I don't have it at my desk, but I was looking for a guitar pick at the uh, end of the evening just in case i got a chance to play and uh i found a three sides of the coin guitar a pick used on the floor um which was hilarious <laughs> and, and some of the guys wearing three sides t-shirts had come up to you know our, our table as well so you know while other podcasts weren't there they were represented and they were a part of it by you know by the people who listened to all of us so you know for the podcast listeners here, you know, here's a gigantic shout out to all of you because without listeners, there aren't podcasts. We don't yeah. do this. If, yeah. If, yeah. if no one's listening, there's no point. That's the point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Agreed. So, Lonnie, what are your, you know, final thoughts about the whole? Well, we left Sunday pretty- morning and we drove down to uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee, and went to the Jack Daniels Distillery. Nice. Which, which was which was a lot of fun. That Lynchburg, Tennessee, is in the middle of freaking nowhere. I mean, l- literally, it's it was unbelievable. Um, and 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 Lynchburg, Tennessee, is located in Moore County, Tennessee, which is actually a dry county, um, so you can't buy liquor there. However, oh. there is a bottle store at Jack Daniels, and you can buy a bottle of Jack Daniels. And it just so happens that that liquor is inside of it. It's a bottle store, though, is what they emphasized to us while we were there. Uh, a little <laughs> but the, loophole. But the whiskey <laughs> just happens to be in it, and and it's and they every time they referred to it, they didn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was the bottle store. Uh, I like it. <laughs> there were some expensive bottles in there, but you know, nice. It, it worked out. It were, I was to my surprise, I was able to to make a purchase while that was in Lynchburg. So it was very nice. So it was, and it was very interesting too. So, so Lynchburg was like, like an hour and a half South of Nashville. Um, so we left that morning and went down there for that. And then we had a, a lengthy drive home after that, but it was awesome. And it, and it was, you know, uh, a good side trip while we were down there. And, but as far as Expo itself, who was the MVP? Chris was the MVP. I mean, putting that thing on, I mean, his vision and his dream became a reality. Um, and kudos to him. I mean, and, and like we said, there wasn't any, you know, to take some stress off of him during the day, there wasn't any one vision. There wasn't a whole lot of people complaining and, and, and having fits the whole day. And everybody was in a great mood the whole day. And it was, it was, it was fantastic and well done. And tip of the cap to him. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, I, I remember a few times I was contacting Chris 
uh, for various things to just talk to him about. And it always seemed that on my messenger, he was always online. Four o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, nine a.m., you know, two in the afternoon. And I even asked him once. I go, "Do you ever really sleep?" You know, and he he's like, "Not lately." You know, so it's 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 been a long affair for him, and I think that he deserves a really big pat on the back for all the work he did because it really paid off. Like I said, I don't think I could think of anything that you know was was a, a bad. That, 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 that I could think of that wasn't bad with that thing. For me personally, the only thing that was that was a negative was just my flight back because I my passport got dropped in the overhead compartment of the plane. Much to my surprise, I didn't realize until I was at customs and they asked me for a passport and I couldn't find it. Oh, wow. And no, lo and behold, the stewardess that was on the plane with me said, yeah, we found it, it's in the plane. And for some reason, she wasn't able to grab it. Only cleaning staff can pick up stuff that's on the plane so i had to wait two hours Weird. for my passports to come back to me yeah. so sounds like um, a union thing i couldn't pick it up it's not my job yeah, yeah it's, it it's totally <laughs> but but in any case i think that the the convention went really really well i really thoroughly enjoyed it and um i, I would go back in a heartbeat and i'm really keeping my fingers crossed that there will be a, another one next year Awesome. Well, that's that's great. I mean, I guess you guys uh, enjoyed it, and uh, unfortunately, I missed it. So, but summer again, camp for men. Yes. Um, one other thing. Uh, uh, this is kind of news from the from the beginning uh, that I should have mentioned that I, th- I just thought about too, as we were recording here. Uh, is that the other? Podcasts, you know, the Kiss My Wax deal is that book is is now available. Um, the three oh, volume nice. set mm-hmm. for for the Kiss uh, vinyl, and uh, I think it's a one book of uh, a check off book where you can check off the ones you have and what you want to buy and that sort of thing. And then the other two are the actual, you know, uh, pictures of the albums, and I think uh, Julian has synopsis of uh, each. Uh, Kiss release in there, you know the general information, uh, but it has all the label information, different countries, you know, for collectors and stuff. But uh, I know there it went on sale last Monday, um, and I made a purchase too already on for that uh, for the books. So anyone out there who's looking or who collects vinyl or just wants to check to see those, you know pictures of all the kiss vinyl and all the releases from the different countries and and different re-releases um you know should pick it up you know it's it's, i think it's a a good value um otherwise uh the other thing uh, as far as nashville thing uh, the guys on the board the people that have maybe who watch this who attended uh it would be nice to hear your experiences uh on the board too of of you know, what did you like about it? What are your experiences? What did you see or meet that, you know, we didn't talk about here? Um, what are your overall, you know, feelings about it? And, you know, would you go back, you know, next year? Um, and that would be a good feel for, you know, whether they maybe, you know, want to create another one for next year. Um, from what I, from what it sounds like to me, you know, I'll definitely be there next year if they have one. So, 
um, just based on what I've heard and what I've seen, the pictures, the videos, the whole thing. Um, I thought, oh man, this is this is pretty, you know, pretty awesome deal. Um, and mostly, it's about meeting other people. Mark, you have something. To I was say? just going to say something too that I, I'm kind of surprised <coughs> that we that we kind of glanced over was. Uh, I think we should probably also send out some well wishes to the people of Texas there because during this whole yeah. thing, they got really bomb blasted there with the hurricane there. And I know that uh, Dr. Fuck was delayed about four times from his flight. He was coming out from, from the Texas area. So, you know, it it affected a lot of people and a lot of podcasters I know as well that, uh, that are from that area. So, you know, I wish them a, a speedy recovery in that area because that was a pretty bad hurricane that happened there yeah and, yeah, and, I agree. I, and on that note i've got some auctions going on right now on ebay i've got the first one up which is the last copy of the peter chris thank let me thank you book that the guy who uh, wanted it did not take up after the fact that is uh 100 of that pro- of that is going to the american red cross which is my preferred charity um for hurricane harvey relief i will be putting up some other things including uh this is uh, signed by all five of the Kiss FAQ podcasters who were at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville. Obviously, Lonnie, myself, Jay, Joe, and Mark. Sorry, Ken. Um, you know, and I, I will probably I will probably be adding adding some other stuff, including the uh, the the program, uh, the signed auto, uh, signed and autographed license plate will likely go up there as well and that's signed by a whole bunch of podcasters and these were handed out to the podcasts uh who participated uh during the event so that's a small way that i can help out those suffering in louisiana now as well as uh obviously texas from this uh this hurricane as it's going to have an impact for if not many months many years so you know everyone out there our thoughts are with you of course definitely yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up because uh, you know you've seen it all no, you know, all over the news and it, it's 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 just horrible. You feel for the people that feel for the people there. So best wishes to them. Um, okay, well again, thank all of you for coming and listening to us on on Spreaker and iTunes and all the other <laughs> outlets and watching us on. Uh, I think it's Vivo and YouTube, I believe, right, Julian? Vimeo, um, Vimeo, Vimeo. Why did I say? What did I say? I have no idea. That's okay. I don't know. I think it's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I made up. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks again, and and leave all your uh, you know your thoughts and and uh, on the on the board, and let us know what you thought about again what you thought about the uh, Rock and Pot Expo or and. And you know what? What? What would you like to see to maybe to get you out, come out to the next one? You know, next year. What? What would draw you there if you didn't get drawn this time? Um, so, once again, thank you for listening. Thanks from Mark, Lonnie, Julian, and myself. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.
Just FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.